from the city market. It is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. So let me see. Let's say I was offended by people being offended. Then would people being offended all the time would have to not be offended around me because I was offended by them being offended? Hmm. I may never know. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. If you ran like you ran your mouth, you would be in terrific shape. Two monkey fuckers and a toaster will be right back. Buddy, this is Two Douchebags and Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Okay, well, um, let's see. Um, we actually tried to have this program, uh, what, about five minutes ago, but everything went wrong, and so we had to scrap the whole damn thing and start over. So, I can't even remember what the hell we're talking about. Oh, oh, I, I do remember. What we have coming up uh, later on in the program is the Hairy Asshole Olympics. And, uh, yeah. and entail the Hairy Asshole Olympics is it's close to our um, Elite Eight, which means we can uh, bust out our wild cards. And my wild card, like we were talking about before, you were like, do you want to bust him out so early? I'm so proud of this one. I think he will whip everybody's ass on his way to number one. That's how proud I am of him. And I'm really thinking of whipping him out tonight in my wild card instead of waiting until the final two or, or the final four or whatever. I'm really thinking about doing it tonight because I think this guy's going to win everything. I think I have the champion. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'll see how it goes. I even got an idea of who I'm going to whip it out on. There's two of them there okay. that we've had a stalemate on, and they're fantastic, yes, both yes, of them. Yes, we do have a tie. I think if I bring this guy out, he's going to be both of them hands down without any thought. So. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, I have my uh, melody list, and like we were talking about a little bit ago, uh, the melody list is so hard to uh, figure out because... Everybody loves melodies, and you could call any song melodic if it's like melody to you. I mean, so it's really kind of, I tried to go by just what something is like really heavy in melody that we all recognize and I think is, you know you know what I mean, that sticks to you. So I think yeah. any musician or anybody would be able to go, well, you know what, um, if the melody is good, you're going to remember the song. That's the truth. So that's why we chose to do this, and these are the melodies in this in these songs we consider so strong that that's what it is. Is you know this this song deserves an honor. So anyhow, well, um, I think I came up with twelve or thirteen, and you said that that's probably what you have, right? Yeah, I think I have thirteen. Okay, I think I have thirteen. I didn't number them. Because it was just like, you know what, I, I love all of these, I'm going to leave them, so I'm just not going to number them and worry right. about the number of them. So, okay, the first one is Rainbow, Catch the Rainbow. Awesome song. And awesome you song. you brought out Rainbow, I think you went Kill the King, was it? Yeah, it, it was one of them. 
I, I don't have that list in front of me. Okay. Moment, but yeah, I, well, I, I had one both song on there, I, yes. I knew you looked through this song and almost picked it, didn't you? Uh, let's see here. No, yeah, Temple of the King. Temple of the King, not Kill the King. My number three. Yes. Well, I was going to pick this anyhow. And at number seven, I had Starstruck. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hmm. Very cool. I mean, I almost added Man on the Silver Mountain, but I decided not to. Uh, There was one thing that just edged it out. So, okay, so um, Rainbow Catch a Rainbow is my first. Next one, I consider this very melodic, uh, if I could speak, very melodic, but I don't know, maybe everyone doesn't, but this is the way I feel. Pantera, This Love. I think that song is really melodic, and I think it's really good. I know it goes crazy, you know, we're feeling someone just I screaming, love, 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 you know, but the Dimebag's guitar on it is just so rich. It just has such a sound. It's just, it's, to me, it's uh, genius. So I have to go with uh, Pantera This Love. Next one, Queen, Find Somebody to Love. Two love songs in a row, kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. That whole thing all the way through. I mean, Freddie Mercury just singing his ass off. And, and, um, and Brian May with a brilliant, brilliant harmonic guitar licks. Oh, yeah. And, and then when they all come in and sing together, it, what a masterpiece. Yeah. What a masterpiece. And that was just a day's work for those guys. Those guys were so damn good. Uh, it's just insane how good they were. So, next one. Aerosmith, Dream On. Oh, good song. Yeah, yeah, um, that one was a, a late pick. I was like, had everything in order, and then all of a sudden, this dream on popped in my head. I'm like, man, I think I gotta look at this again. So I went through the list. I'm like, you know what? It's not number one, and it's not number 13 or 14 or whatever I have. So I decided on, uh, I guess, the fourth, the uh, fourth from the last. So uh, good job, Aerosmith. Great song. Next one, I had to dig deep for this because it was not one of their biggest hits and it does not get a lot of song airplay on any classic rock station. Never has. Although the song is one of the best songs they've done. Boston, Amanda. Good song. Mm -hmm. Good song. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of melody in that song. A lot of melody. Yeah, a lot of melody. So, just a beautifully written song. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. From the vocal standpoint to the guitar standpoint to everything. It's just great melody in that song, and it deserves to be, it might even deserve to be a little bit higher than what I gave it. But I went ahead and put it there. So, um, anyhow, next one Led Zeppelin, All of My Love. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All the Zeppelin songs I could have picked. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs that I consider very melodic, other people may not, but I love guitar. And I'm a guitarist somewhat, not very good, but you know, this is The Rover. I consider very melodic and a great song. 
and I almost put the Rover in there, but i am got to go with all my love just because of some of those guitar licks that Jimmy Page does in there. They're just so memorable and so vivid. So, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, go with... You're right. Yep. Um, yeah, Led Zeppelin, all my love. This next one, there's so many of this band's song I could have put in here. And... You know, I had come sail away, but right now I'm verbally scratching that out and putting Rockin' in Paradise. Rockin' in Paradise is a masterpiece. Dennis D. Young and his showmanship and the way he sings it and just the melodies and the harmonies when, you know, he's going singing What You Doing Tonight and then the backups, which he's in there in the backup scene going, what you doing, what you yeah. doing? I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a masterpiece. So's come, come, so's come sail away, but right now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm verbally scratching that out in favor of Rocket in Paradise. Rocket in Paradise, fantastic song. I listened to it the other night and I was like, man, that song just, it got a lot of credit, but it never got enough credit on a grand scale. Like, like such a like you know, Hall of Fame worthy or whatever. So right. Anyhow, sticks rocket in paradise. Next one, I can't believe that I didn't think of it at first, and it wasn't in one of my original thoughts. I had to dig a little bit on this one. Pink Floyd, wish you were here. Oh. Yeah. That song right there is amazing. Amazing, the 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 chorus, the melody, the meaning behind the lyrics. They're a double entendre. They mean a couple of different things, or maybe even three different things. But it's all up to you. When you listen to it, you're the one to decide what it means, which makes it such masterful art. To you, it means one thing. To me, it means another. It's uh, insanely good. Pink Floyd, wish you were here. Um, Roger Waters, you're an asshole still. Can't stand you. But I can't deny your writing skills. You and the rest of the band. Next one. Meatloaf. Two out of three ain't bad. Another nice one. Yeah. Yeah, that one right there. Who does not identify with that song? Softball Field. I won't mention any names. As a matter of fact, I think she may listen. I, I, yeah, I think maybe she might have shot me an email saying, "No, no, no, no," a message on Facebook. Um, I gotta check the email here in a little bit and see if we have anything. But I think she might have shot me a, "Hey, uh, good job, good job," like the podcast. Um, no, actually, no, I don't think she did. But anyhow, that song right there reminds me of. Uh, Softball feel at midnight. Great stuff. Right? Yeah. Okay. Next one. Where was I? Let's see. Oh, Paul McCartney and the Wings. Band on the Run. Another classic song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that one is a multiple song because it has so many different parts to it. So many little intricate uh, um, 
instruments that are used for effect, um, pieces together, harmonies. And it's like three songs in one. It kind of reminds you of maybe a little Sgt. Pepperish, where it's a composition. That song is just a masterpiece. And I can't believe it's a it's a Paul McCartney replacement, not the real Paul McCartney that came up with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, me and Topher were the ones that originally were starting to tease about it. It's like, man, because there was that big hubbub, right, that Paul McCartney really died, the real one died, and then they replaced him with a cop in Canada that looked just like him. And we've always been teasing, man, they lucked out so bad. The guy has the same musical skills and, and has the same voice as Paul McCartney, too. How amazing. So, anyhow, yeah, boy, I tell you what, he did some good work with the wings, too. So, and solo, of course. This next one, you're going to wonder how I got it out of my ass, because I did not hear it on the radio. It just popped in my head. The Traveling Wilburys. Someone... To lean on. Think of that. Roy Orbison and Tom Petty and everybody yeah. that sings on that song. And Bob Dylan. And then it goes into the acoustical. We all body. We all need somebody to lean on. I mean, it's just it's a masterpiece. Yeah. That song right there could have been number one. And I just can't put it at I can't put it ahead this next song, but Traveling Wilburys, Somebody to Lead On is just, it's an amazing song, written by amazing artists. Some of them aren't around anymore. Roy Orbison, he passed away, um, so did Tom yeah. Petty. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, great song, a masterpiece of a song, and a great band. Okay. Was that John Dylan, or was it Jay? I think it was Jay. Or not John Dylan, Bob Dylan, or Jacob Dylan, his son. I can't remember who's in the Wilburys. I'll have to, you know, I'll look it up sometime. Anyhow, it doesn't mean that much it right was now. Bob, wasn't it? I'm sure it was I Bob. think it was Bob Dylan. Jacob Dylan was yeah. in, in some other band, um, like the Wallflowers or something. Uh, anyhow. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay, next one. John Lennon, Imagine. One of my karaoke songs. One of the best songs ever written, ever. Yes. Uh, that song right there, if I'm in the right mood, Mike made me shed a couple of tears. That's how powerful that song is. That song is amazing by an amazing artist that was uh, left us way too early by a piece of crap. Oh, okay, like I said, it's one of my karaoke songs, so it makes me break out singing. It's a fantastic song. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The song does not make me mad or sad. The song makes me emotional, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, amazing-ass song. So, good job, John Lennon. Good job. So, that is it. Number one is John Lennon. And, uh, and I think, to me... Like I said, the Traveling Wilburys were close, but I can't, I can't ever, I can't put, I can't put anything in front of John Lennon Imagine, just because right. of the power of that song, so, <coughs> anyhow, <coughs> I apologize, I got a little bit of a summer cold here, 
I think you guys can tell. Uh, it's going around the world. <laughs> yeah, it's a bang. Well, hey, while we're, while we're talking about music, I mm -hmm. have some music plays. Yeah. Um, you're, you're familiar with Branson. Some uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We drove through there the last time just to take a look at it when we went to Eureka Springs. Right. Uh, Branson entertainers are mourning the death of a fellow artist. Ooh, which one? Doji Tabuchi. He died? A, a blood Branson fellow oh, he's been there forever. Athletic, age 79. Didn't know that. No, I uh, loved it. I loved his show. I saw his show. For, for those that don't know who he is, he is an oriental uh, player. Yeah, and we're he talking. His own show, and he is just awesome. Uh, Rob, let me interject something to the rest of the audience that may not know. Fiddle and yeah. violin are the same instrument. How you play it is whether you call it a fiddle or not. A fiddle has its root, its violin, in bluegrass. Very fast. Very, very fast. Hand picking, very fast hand picking. Tabuchi was that. I mean, he wasn't bluegrass per se, but he was extremely fast hand picking on a violin, which is a fiddle because of the way it's played, right? Right, right. And this story kind of goes into that. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal any thunder there. I just thought the no, audience. No, 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 no. You're all right. Okay. Uh, but like you said, he began playing violin at the age of seven, according to an article by Explore Branson, uh -huh. and fell in love with bluegrass music. Mm -hmm. The show expanded over its 30-year run to include dancers, love ballads, 50s, 60s music, gospel music, and much more. Yes. In 2020, Tabuchi was inducted into the National Football Hall of Fame. They know that, but he so deserved it. Would go on to, to declare August 31st, 2021, as Soji, Dorothy, and Christina Tabuchi Day. And, and let me add... Soji, his wife Dorothy, and his daughter Christina. Yes, they, they did have a family-run theater there. And he would yes, be happy to meet you and talk to you after the show, because he did. Um, very down-to-earth guy, very nice guy, very humble guy, worked his ass off. But let me say yes. this here real quick about Tabuchi. Okay, there's a lot of artists in Branson that are never there. They own a theater. It has their name on right. it. Well, not so much now. A lot of them, a lot of them are gone now. But <clears throat> for a long time, um, there was uh, a lot of theaters that had somebody's name on it, a country artist like Mickey, I'm not saying this is a guy, but or, or one of the guys, but like Mickey Gilly and stuff like that, but um, not so much now. A lot of them went under or the people died and they just shut them down or whatever. Now, those people weren't necessarily the nicest people. This guy here, we're talking about a really humble, nice human being <clears throat> because he won his theater in a family atmosphere. And it was very, um, very welcoming, very nice. Um, and it's a hell of a show. Yeah. So, did you have more to go into? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That I was done. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, God needed a fiddle player. Yes, he, he was amazing. I I was lucky to see your show a couple times. Well, God. <clears throat> I guess you need another singer now. So I, I'm going to go ahead and offer you Wayne Newton. 
<laughs> just to be just to be a nice guy. <laughs> you can give us back Tony Bennett. <laughs> so anyhow, of course I'm kidding. I don't want Wayne Newton to die. He's very talented, but anyhow, you never miss an opportunity for a pun, right, Rob? You're right. <laughs> All right. I have a little interesting little sidetrack for you that I wanted to get into. <laughs> All right. I love these. And I was talking to a friend of mine, dear friend of mine. I, he didn't want to be mentioned. No, it's not Davey. He didn't want to be mentioned on air for his own reasons. He's kind of hanging low and went through some shit. And so, anyhow, me and him started talking about this, and he wanted me to talk about it on the podcast. So... Do you remember your first ass whooping? Uh, you talking about my parents or my parents? By somebody my else? parents. I'm sorry. I should have been a little bit more clear. My parents, not my fucking uh, Billy down the road, but my parents. Uh, not my first one, but I remember some of my worst. I do not remember the first. Okay. Well, I remember my first one. And it was one of my worst ones. And we were talking about this, and uh, he really didn't want me to tell the story because what he did was really kind of stupid. And anyhow, he just don't want to. Anyhow, so this is for um, um, my friend, um, Mr. X. Okay? Right. Anyhow. So um, my first ass whooping, I remember very well because I, I remember I was out with my older brother. And him and this guy, guy uh, Keith, down the road, used to always be vulgar and crude because it was fun to them. And it was fun to me, too. Only I didn't know how to get away with it like they did. So, uh, anyhow, Keith, um, Keith asked, hey, I wonder what time it is. And my brother goes, half past the monkey's ass, quarter till it's balls. And I'm just fucking laughing. Oh, man, that's fucking awesome. Oh, my God, man. That's brilliant. How'd you come up with that, you know? He's my idol. He's my older brother. So, later on that evening, my dad's sitting there in a chair, probably watching football or some shit, and he goes to my mom, he goes, hey, uh, what time is it? And I, <laughs> I built out, half past the monkey's ass quarter, tell his balls. <laughs> my dad said, what? And I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Oh no, what did I do? Oh shit, I'm toast now. And I got one fuck of an ass whipping. <laughs> Where'd you hear that at? Where'd you hear that at? I don't know. Oh no, I think it's on TV. No, you didn't hear that on TV. Where'd you hear that at? Was it John? And I couldn't I couldn't narc out John because then I couldn't hang out with him anymore. You know, he'd be with the older crowd, so I had to go, No, 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 it was some guy down the street said it. Well don't hang out with them anymore. They're bad news. You got it, Dad. Sorry, didn't mean to do that to you. <laughs> but um but anyhow, the, this guy is having uh, he, he's having a few issues, and he just wanted me to tell that story on air because when we were talking about it, he started dying. <laughs> he's like, "You need to tell that on the air," and I'm like, "Okay, uh, I, I guess it is somewhat entertaining at least." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. And I think everybody remembers that too because that's one of the first things we used to say. Hey, what time is yeah. it? Half past monkey's ass, quarter tells balls. So, anyhow, um, uh, let's take a little break here. When we come back, I've got a little story about a Los Angeles restaurant, okay? All right. All right, be back in a bit.
This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May your spoon always slip and sink into your hot soup. Do they make ear condoms? I certainly need them for this garbage. All right. Uh, as aforementioned, uh, a Los Angeles restaurant is doing something a little bit different, and I kind of have mixed feelings on this. I kind of like it, and, uh, and I kind of see where it pisses people off. But if you think about it, the number that they're taking isn't that significant if it really helps people, and I think they could do it on a grander level even. So, a Los Angeles restaurant adds 4% um, auto automatically to every bill to cover staff health insurance so if your bill was a hundred dollars that would be like four bucks I think right something like that I think yeah yeah, uh, yeah probably about four bucks somewhere in there you know and they do it for their staff's health insurance so chances are good you pay for your own health insurance coverage each month but should you be covering the coverage of uh, service workers too a photo of a restaurant bill with a 4% service charge added to cover health insurance for staff went viral on Twitter recently. Now since the prices of the menu are provable, I would think that the 4% could be taken off. Sounds to me like a firm suggestion, right? Because um, I, I've been on many cruises, right? And I know, and, and they, add, they add the gratuity to your bill when you're on the ship and it tells you that in the, in the print. It says, look, we're going to add a certain amount of gratuity, and this is how much it's going to be a day. So, anyhow, and I know people that went in there and said, you know what, I want this taken off my bill because you're giving it to everybody, but not everybody's helped me. But I, that wasn't a good argument to me ever, because there's people behind the scenes that are washing your clothes. They're making your food. Just because you don't see the person making your food, he had just as much in it as the guy that brings it to you. The guy working on the AC for the ship so your room can stay cool, right? They all share those tips. But I know people that take them off and they say they give them to the people that help them the most. So to me, this 4% sounds to me like uh, if you went there and said, uh, no, I'm not paying for that, they'd probably take it off kind of like a cruise ship. But to me, and, and I want to hear your thought on this, Rob. Okay. 4% isn't that much, and and it provides health insurance for employees. Now, let's take it on a different level, okay, because I really want to get your input on this. How would you like someone buying a, a trailer, and not just you guys doing this, but everybody doing this, okay? 
and they pay 4% more knowing they're paying your health insurance. You think that's a good idea? It'd be nice. You see, here's the deal. It still keeps insurance privately owned, and it, and it keeps right. people privately paying for it. Right. But everybody is paying their share towards paying each other's health insurance. Now, there's a lot of bugs that would have to be worked out and a lot of things that they'd have to do right. Because there's ways this thing can be manipulated. But I kind of like that idea. I, yeah, I, I kind of like that idea too. Because uh, I, I, I pay so much a week out of pocket. And then my company covers the rest. Yes. So, you see, this would automatically be added into it. Yeah. And, um, and you know, after a while, people don't even know they're paying it. I mean, look at all these little taxes that they're on. Like, whenever you buy a hotel room through Priceline, and it'll say, okay, this is 110 bucks, right? Then when you get yeah. done, it's like 150 because right. there's all these fees and taxes because uh, a lot of uh, towns and cities tax these uh, um, um, hotels and stuff because it's people out of town paying it, not the people that live there. Yeah, uh, that, that, ha that happens down here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, I got dinged down there before. So, um, okay, the deal is, is it's kind of like that. You know, whenever I book a room, wherever it's at, through uh, Priceline or Booking.com or whatever, I know there's going to be more money added on to it. So if it says $130, I know I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm probably paying 160 or 70 I know this. And you just, you live with it. So maybe if we started doing things like that, maybe people just go, nah, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to live with it. So, yeah. just a thought. Don't get too crazy on me, crowd. Because if it's like if it's that far out of the out of the realm, yes, I do want to hear it because I know this is a very passionate subject. But on the surface, I kind of like the idea. So, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea too. Like I said, it would have to have a lot of work to it, a lot of work to it. <clears throat> but when I heard it, I was like, I'd probably go along with it. If they were like, you know, you, you don't have to pay the 4%, but you can to help these people out on their health insurance, I probably would pay the 4%. You know what? I'd be like, you know what? Hell yeah. Let's help these guys struggling out. So, just a thought. Hey, yeah, Rob, you got, you got some stuff you want to uh, throw out there? Uh, I've got a little story here. All uh, right. Anheuser-Busch, the owner of Bud Light, is selling eight of its beverage brands. The Wall Street Journal reported Tuesday. They're selling eight of them? Delray <laughs> Brands, the purchaser, is currently the largest cannabis company in the world, but is looking to push its way into the alcoholic beverage market. Its acquisition of the eight brands positions to become the fifth largest craft beer brewer in the nation with a 5% share of the market. Wow. Among the brands being sold to Terre 
are Shop Top, Blue Point, and Breckenridge Brewery, adding to the high-loyalty brands the company already owns, including Sweetwater Brewery, Breckenridge Distillery, and Alpine Company. Wow. That, that, okay, they are really, <coughs> okay, when all this whole thing yeah. started, I thought the whole thing was a publicity hoax. I thought that he knew it was going to rattle some feathers, and that, you know, um, and that they're, you know, that they basically knew they're going to hit all this damage, but then they're going to have a roaring comeback. I guess not. I guess they really miscalculated this whole deal, um, Dylan Mulvaney or whatever. Um, <coughs> they are in trouble because these are acquisitions they got that they bought when the craft brewery scene started exploding and everyone was right. buying craft beers and they did that to pad themselves. Now they're selling them off. Yeah, the purchase amount which Forbes reports as being $85 million will be paid wow. in cash by the end of the year. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? And I went to Breckenridge several times. I had no idea Anheuser-Busch owned them. I went to Breckenridge, the town, but um, they have a brewery there. I did there. not know that either. No. Um, they have one in Denver, downtown Denver near the ballpark. I went there. I had no idea Anheuser-Busch owned them. And coincidentally, that's Coors Field right next door. How weird. Well... Oh, well, maybe they didn't own them at the time. It was several years ago. But, wow, they are in real trouble <coughs> because they bought these craft beers. I knew they bought craft beers. I knew they did that. And the reason they did that is because craft beers were all the rage for so long. No one liked the, just the yard beers anymore, right? So they did that to keep their sales and, you know, and, and you know, bring that brand to pump up their brand. So, anyhow... Okay, then. Well, you know what, uh, Anheuser-Busch, you miscalculated something very bad. And I'm not saying anything about what about it at all, like yay or boo or nothing. What I'm saying is, is you misjudge this bad, and you're paying the price. So, anyhow, you know what, that's the way it goes. Uh, the deal is this right here. Business is like that. People will take your place if you fuck up enough, right? Yep. Yep, I guess you did. So, anyhow, um, you got some other stuff? Or or you got more um, on that story? I, yeah, I got another little story here. Okay. Uh, you know how we were talking about horse racing here while back and the horses getting injured? Yes. Okay, there's been another one. Really? Maple Leaf Mel. A horse owned by legendary NFL coach Bill Parcells suffers catastrophic leg injury just meters from the finish line in a $500,000 race at Saratoga. Wow. Before being euthanized on site. Oh. So it's happened again at a different track. And this is starting to be an ongoing thing. Let's face it. They're going to get to where they outlawed this whole thing. Yes. That's what's I mean, going to happen. A lot of horses are getting injured these days. Something is going on. Yes. I, and I remember growing up as a kid, we watched horse racing. Uh-huh. 
horses hardly ever got injured back then that I remember. No. No. No, I mean, they didn't. You know, but these days, something is going on. Um, yeah. I, I think something's going to end up being done about it. I really do. I hope so. I hope so. Because I don't want to hear any more stories about these uh, horses being euthanized because of no. a, gr a greedy fucking trainer. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Well, I mean, it sucks that that happened, but hopefully it brings a little bit more awareness to what's going on. And maybe they can delve deeper into what they're actually doing. I think what's going on is uh, systematic abuse, systemic abuse of these horses. Yeah, uh, something is, yeah, something. Yep. Well, a little bit ago, you mentioned weed, about uh, Anheuser Bush selling um, uh, some of their craft breweries to a weed yeah. company, right? Okay. According to Yahoo Finance, there's 20 cities with the highest weed consumption in the world, and I have them right here. You want to hear them? Sure, why not? Number 20 for weed consumption is Denver, Colorado. Wow. You think that'd be higher? Yeah, the, I, I know. I thought they'd be number one, but nope. Number 19 is Adule, Australia. Okay, I couldn't tell you nothing. Uh, Australia that. represents all over this. They're weed smokers down there, and I had no idea. Number 18. Dublin, Ireland. I could see that. I could see that too. Oh yeah. Yep. Those Mickeys over there love uh, love their weed, right? They're weeding their brew. Yep. And I am very uh, very tongue in cheek calling them Mickeys. They're fine people. Got a, I'm married to an Irish girl. So anyhow. Hey, I have I have Irish in me. I I can say it. All right. Okay, Rob. What are they? Mickey's. Okay. He can say it. He has Irish in him. Yeah, yeah. All right. There you go. Um, next one is Ukander, Turkey. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Number 17, Vancouver, Canada. I believe that, but I thought Vancouver would register a little higher, too, because that's yeah, why a lot of bands too. a lot of bands go up there to, uh, um, to uh, record because they can get all the weed they want, but now they can do it in America because you can smoke all you want here now, too. So, the next one is Turkey. Yukata. Yukata, I think, is how they pronounce it. Or Yukater. I think it's Yukater. Turkey. I heard it pronounced like one time. So, anyhow, uh, they are number 16. Number 15 is Philly. Philadelphia. Okay. I, I have no preference on that. I, I thought they'd be more beer drinkers than weed smokers, but I guess not. Yeah. So, uh, the next one, Montreal, Canada. I could see that. Definitely see I that. See that one too. Yeah. Yep, Montreal likes its weed. So, let's see. Uh, the next one, number 13, is Melbourne, Australia. Like I said, I had no idea that Australians love their weed so much, but evidently they do. Yeah. So, number 12, Phoenix, Arizona. 
I don't really have a okay. thought on that, do you? I I haven't been to Phoenix since I was a little kid. So I couldn't tell you. Um, I haven't been there in a long, long time. I went through their airport a couple of times and their airport, I don't know. Um, it never seems that busy, but it sure takes you a hell of a long time to get through it for some reason. So, and I'm not the only, I'm not the only person that said that. I know that that is every airport, even Springfield Branson, their new airport. Yeah. That thing, if they have a couple of planes land at once, you're fucked. You're there for a couple hours. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. It's a beautiful airport though, but boy, if you catch them at the wrong time, you're stuck there for a little bit. So, and then, I and what I heard about that airport was this, and I believe it. They have such small amount of TSA agents that if a couple of planes land, at, you know, virtually at once, and then there's a couple of planes that are going out in within the next couple hours, that they don't have enough to, enough agents to work it. So they got to have them all in one area, except for a couple of them, and then move them all to the other area is what's happening. They just don't have enough TSA workers, and they don't have enough business flow to keep that many TSA workers busy all the time, right? Yeah. <coughs> so, um, okay. Next one. Hamburg, Germany. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Next one, Vienna, Austria. No, no opinion. Yeah, no opinion. Yeah, either. yeah, good for them. All right, good. Glad you guys are cool. I, 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 I personally couldn't see Arnold Schwarzenegger smoking a <laughs> He was a governor, governor aider. Well, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, and it was in California. So, yeah. 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 So, all right. Next one. Prague, Czech Republic. Uh, okay. No opinion. Good, good for you, Czechs. Great job. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So the next one, Toronto, Cal uh, Canada. I almost said California. Toronto, Canada. I believe that. Yeah. Toronto is a big party city. They have a lot of neat stuff there. They have a lot of glass domes and stuff. I can see people fucking bonging it up and like getting up next to the dome and looking like a hundred stories down and flapping their arms. You know, you know, just fun shit like that. Look at me, I'm a bird. So anyhow, next one. <laughs> next one, Tokyo, Japan. Who knew? <laughs> You couldn't tell if they were hot or not. Hell no! <laughs> they always act weird. <laughs> Their eyes always look like that. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So that's why, that's why they that's why they call it Chinese eyes. Yep. Oh, we are talking about Japanese, but anyhow, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what? They yeah. all look like that. Okay, they all look like they're stone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next one. Houston, Texas. Okay. That's what I said, too. I didn't think anywhere in Texas would be leading in, uh, and especially being down number six. I didn't think anywhere in Texas. Well, no, 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 no. I, I thought that uh, um, Austin, Texas would. Because Texas doesn't really claim Austin. Austin's like Hippieville, Texas. 
and you talk right. to you talk to other Texans there, the real Texans per se, and they're like, yeah, you know what? We just kind of put up with them. Yeah, we we you know we don't really have that much to do with them, but we just kind of put up with them. So anyhow, so so Houston, Texas, above Austin, really surprising. Next one, Rome, Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see the Romans like, you know, hey, man, hey, throw me in that pizza. Hey, after you get done with that pizza, give me the bong. I want to eat the pizza, and then I'm going to be hungry, so I, you know. No, 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 you give me the bong first, and then I smoke, and then I get hungry. So as soon as I get the bong, you put that pizza in the oven. Sound about right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. You let me know when that pizza's done. I quit smoking, I come over there, and I eat the pizza, okay? Okay. Alright, next. Chicago. Believe it. Believe yeah, it. Yeah, that one I can see. Yeah. Yep. A lot of stoners. Yep. Oh, and a lot of listeners, too. Thank you, Chicago. We love you. Yeah, Thanks for true, the love. True. You're probably uh, you're probably bonging it up right now as we speak. So happy bonging. Keep it up. Nothing to see here. Have fun. All right. Next, <laughs> Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Although for some reason, NoCal seems like more of a stonerville than SoCal, and I don't know why that is. It's just my own mind. So, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. Like I said, Australia is all over this thing and strong. Sydney, Australia. Wow. Yeah, the Australians smoke a lot of fucking weed. We named virtually every one of their huge cities, and they're all in the top 20. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's those koala bears. <laughs> That's what I think it is. I blame the koalas. They're the reason everybody gets stoned. They see these little fucking bears and it freaks them out and they want to go get a hit a puff. It freaked me out too. I'd be like, oh motherfuck, look at those little things. All they do is eat leaves all day. <laughs> Fuck, give me that bong. So anyhow, the next one, I found this rather surprising, but it is one of the largest cities in the world. New York, New York. I just flat didn't think they were that cool. Population-wise, probably. Yeah, you know what, you're right. You're right. Okay, well, then that's it, by default. (laughs) All right. because they crammed so many people there. Yeah, you're right, they have people out their fucking ears, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're... Gotta hold my voice... Oh, my voice holds up for this whole thing. We'll see. We'll be back. Two monkey fuckers and a toaster. We'll be right back. Now we go to the amazing Mark, the Palm Reader. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mark, the amazing Palm Reader. First in line, please step up. Oh, let's see, young lady. I see a long lifeline. I see success, happiness, love, fortune. I also see a bit index finger. <laughs> $20, please. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over, over there? there? 
Oh no. This is Island of Horrible Jokes. The difference between a numerator and a denominator is a short line. Only a fraction will get this. <laughs> I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Alright. Hey, you want to do the Hairy Asshole Olympics? Yeah, why not? Alright, Rob. Okay, let's see now. Um, you have the list with you, right? Got it right in front of me. Alrighty. Okay. Um, let's see. We got Castro De Niro. Right, there are two. Uh, yeah, that was our Kai. Carlin. Uh, let's see, Zuckerberg, right? Pelosi. Madonna. And Mustaine. Is that it? Does that sound right? And Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers and De Niro. Okay, is that the face-off right there? Well, no, no, that's... that's okay. All right, well, let's uh, figure out who we're going to pit against each other here. Who are we going to put against Nancy Pelosi? Well, you want to go woman for woman? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do Madonna versus Pelosi. All right. Okay. I'm going to go with Pelosi because she's a little bit older in Italian. Ah, you know what? I don't know, though. I don't know, though. Madonna, though, has clearly illustrated that she will sport underarm hair. Um, yeah, she, she has. Hmm. I'm... I guess I'm going to go with Madonna very reluctantly. What do you think? Honestly, reluctantly, I think i got to go Madonna, too. Madonna is on. All right. Boy, she's doing very well on this one. Good job, Madonna. You might just win the hairy asshole Olympics. You never know. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Let's... Uh, you want to pit De Niro against A. Rodge or Mustaine? Or Zuckerberg? I say, I say we go De Niro and Mustaine. Okay. Alright. Well, I know that I'm, I'm certain that Dave Mustaine has all this hairy red ass hair. And it's not so. And he makes like groupies fucking sniff it and all this stuff, right? Especially sweaty yeah. after a concert. He pulls his fucking uh, trousers down and says, Here, come here, come here. Yeah. Come here, sniff it. This is Dave Mustaine ass hair. Sniff it. And then they come over and sniff it. But De Niro is so kind of crotchety and old. It almost makes me think that he may have a little bit more ass hair than Dave Mustaine. Even though Dave Mustaine purposely grooms his so uh, 
groupies have to come over and like smell it and comb it. Agreed? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with that. Alright, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm gonna go with Mustang by a asshole hair. I think I'm gonna have to do that too. Alright. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations, Bye -bye, Dave Mustang. Bye bye. Wow, Dave Mustaine is, uh, yeah, good job, good job. For a ginger, he's doing really well on the asshole hair. Yes, he is. Very yes, good. He is. All right. Let's see, next one, um, Castro, A-Rod, Zuckerberg. A-Rod and Zuckerberg. All right. Hmm. Wow. I think A-Rod, you know, he's, he's, uh, He's like the psychedelic guy, kind of like the cool guy, the hippie guy. He has his uh, hair long sometimes. Sometimes he cuts it. Uh, he's kind of a hippie, kind of looks unwashed sometimes. But Zuckerberg is like an alien from outer space. He, he, <laughs> he, he's... As much as I would love to go with Zuckerberg, I think I'm going to have to go with A-Rodg. I think I do too with the hippie. I like the hippie guy. Me too. I, I think he's got incredible asshole hair, and I think that he could win contests if he ever applied himself. Yeah. 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 If if the Jets thing don't work out, we got a new gig for him. You know what? I'm going to send him an email. I'm sure he'll go right through. You do that. Yeah. What? Yeah. You do that. Yeah. Good job, eh, Raj? Your asshole hair has uh, gotten you far. Okay. We had a toss-up, right? Now we have our toss-up. Okay, who is who are these toss-ups? Jack Nicholson and Fidel Castro. For now, let me introduce. <laughs> let me introduce my wild card, Andre the Giant. Oh man! <laughs> they are no longer in this battle royale, are they? <laughs> I knew I, I had a winner with that guy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm telling you, you should have saved him for the next battle. For the next. I think he's going to kick everybody's battle. ass, dude. That's how come I introduced him now and not later. <laughs> He just took out two people without even fucking moving. He he didn't even have to body slam these two. He just walked up, pulled out his ass hair, and those two went, All right, see ya. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I, I knew we were going to have fun with this segment. I knew we were, too. It. Now, the pressure's on you with your wild card. Your wild card's got to come up and start doing some miracles too, dude. Do you have anybody in mind yet or not? No, no, no. I, I have not come up with Well, dig, dig deep. Dig deep. You know you're against uh, the elite here in Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh, I know, man. <laughs> you know, Andre the Giant even knocks out Sasquatch because Andre the Giant played Sasquatch. Yes. I'm a $6 million man. Uh -huh. <laughs> Wait, wow. 
put a whole new perspective on this whole fucking thing, doesn't it? <laughs> Great job, Andre the Giant. That's why. Oh that's why I brought him. God. I brought him in so early. I was like, man, there's no way anyone. I'm confident in him. I don't know if anyone can find anybody that can beat the guy. I'm speechless right now. <laughs> now, you want to hear my runner-up? And you can use him if you want. What do you think? Do you All want right. it? Zach, Gall right. Zach Galifianakis. You imagine the asshole hair on him? Yeah. He's got that neck beard, and he's got that fucking curly ass hair everywhere. He's got hair all over his arms. You know his ass hair is nothing but thatch. But I kind of want to, like, uh, you can use him if you want, but I kind of want to, like, have him be, like, the strong guy at the next one. All right, well. You want to use them? Oh, you can. Shit. No, no. I, let me let me see what I come up with. Okay. All right. I have confidence. There's somebody I haven't thought about that could beat Andre the Giant. So. <laughs> anyhow, <they're> cool. <laughs> cool. It got real interesting real quick, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. All right. You, you just turned this into a competition. Yes, I did. Yep. So, very happy to also. So. Yes, yes, it's a fun competition. We love it. Yeah, I think the asshole hair Olympics. I bet you that that is going to go down as our favorite segment ever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's see here. Um, I've got a story about Gen Z and their bar tabs. You want to hear it? Oh, sure. Okay. Gen Z is under scrutiny for their uh, bar behavior. It appears that this newest generation to be able to frequent bars likes to have a drink and then close the bar tab out. Then have another drink and close that bar tab out. And then maybe another drink and close that one out. So they could be drinking all night, but each time they pay up and close it out. There's been many tweets and TikTok vids pointing out that this is referred to as psycho behavior. Gen Z's are uh, striking back saying all other countries close out their tabs after each round. So, to, so they said they're not the weird ones. I see both sides because I will pay up if it looks like one of those nights that, you know, that it's starting to get busy. And you may want to cut out early. You're getting kind of tired, right? And let's say you're down at, I don't know, uh, like uh, the nearest bar and grill, okay? Yeah. And you're having a couple of pops with some friends. And all of a sudden, just a rush of people comes in. Don't you all of a sudden go, man, I don't want to be here that long. But I don't know. I'm having a good time. I'm going to go ahead and pay up my bar tab, and I'm just going to do it drink by drink. That way, I don't have to sit around and wait for 40 minutes to get my tab because it's so busy. I think everybody does that, right? Yeah. But you don't do that all the time. And what people are pointing out is they say that like it's psycho, it's psycho behavior because that's what they do. I mean, they go into bars and 
and you know they they automatically you know have one drink then close it out then have another drink and close it out so um, anyhow I mean it doesn't necessarily bother me that bad I don't think it's that crazy do you I, I don't I don't see going as far as call it psycho behavior no, I don't either, and, I, and I'll be the first one to make fun of Gen Zs all day long. But yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's psycho behavior. What I think is this right here. I think that it's um, an organization thing. I, I think it looks to me like they like to be organized and together, and uh, and um, what would you call it? Um, well planned, well prepared. I think it's like yeah. if you if your bar tabs uh, settled up that they kind of feel like me sometimes whenever it starts getting really busy and I want to be there a long time they're free to go whenever they want they went ahead and they okay. paid up their drink and they, you know what, they see something outside and they're like, you know what I think I want to go out there and look at that man they're playing hacky sack or something, I don't know hey I can, my board tab's paid you know, I'm just coming up with stuff right? right so, I kind of get it so, but yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's psycho behavior by any stretch. But, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. So, <coughs> anyhow, um, you got any uh, stories you want to add? No, yeah. You, you know how I like coming up with my fun facts? Yes. Especially the ones that have some pretty funny comments with them? Yes. Okay. I love there's this. A garden in, there's a garden in England dedicated entirely to plants that are deadly and can kill you. It's <laughs> the most dangerous garden in the world. It holds over a hundred killers such as hemlock, strychnine, and nightshade. One of the comments is, does it have a gift shop? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. That's a great little comeback there. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me for all the gross sounds I'm making, but man, I. Yeah, summer, right. yeah. summer cold sucks, but I'm yeah. still here. You're getting your money's worth. It's free. Do what? Yeah. Uh, I, I do have another fact. Oh, okay. With, with a comment. Uh, did you know that according to a 2018 survey conducted by YouGov, 2% of Americans still believe that the Earth is flat? Wow. That may not seem like a lot, but it's the equivalent of about 6.5 million people. Here is the comment by the person that posted that. Okay. Another funny fact is that there is actually a flat earth society which was founded in the 19th century and still exists today. Yeah, there's the famous society, people There's famous people on there. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, the society claims that the earth is a flat disk, not a sphere, and that gravity is just an illusion. They even have annual conference, which is attended by a small but dedicated group <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, look, it, look it up. There's famous just like people. Just like this show. 
just like this show, everybody has their opinions. Yep, that's right. And if you believe Earth is flat, okay, so be it. That's fine with me. I don't care. So anyhow, uh, on that note, we're closing this show out. We're going to go to the next one here. So bye for this one. Bye. Good night. go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.